Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hey kids, I had a bad sinus infection that I just got over, which delayed some of our plans. But we are opening this episode with the announcement of our giveaway winner, and then there's the episode. There will be swearing. So the first one was we're almost done with the Circle of Magic series. Do you have any further book recommendations for us? Let us know for your chance to win our first 2024 Sacred Reading Kit. And come on, load. Allie yeah. Will said, pretty please do the Tortal books. I live for your podcasts. Oh. So that's really yeah. Um, And then the next one was, what is your favorite book in the Circle of Magic series and why? Let us know for your chance to win our first 2024 Sacred Reading Kit. And Allie Wills again said, either Street Magic, I love the Briar and Rose Thorn dynamic and the Evie and Briar dynamic. I also am a sucker for a child rescue book and it doesn't have that awful scene from Battle Magic. Or The Will of the Empress. I get all kinds of feelings when they join back together and the scene on the rooftop at the end is just perfect. Yeah, I definitely agree with the second one. Mm-hmm. Which 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 scene? Which awful scene? I don't we know. We are gonna find out. We get to find out what the awful scene is. Hooray! Ah, we have cool. to have enough awful scenes already. I mean, gardeners being burnt to a crisp in the middle of roses. Ah, that's not awful. Yeah, Wait, that's I don't a- feel. I don't feel like that is awful, but I don't feel like that's the awful scene that has happened. That it. Uh, <laughs> Um, I have I have some ideas for possibilities, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't think that's I... the scene that Allie is talking about. So we are in for a treat, my friend. Well, it is it is titled Battle Magic. Yay. So on Tumblr, the question was, which book do you think breaks from the rest of the series more, Melting Stones or Battle Magic? Let us know for your chance to win our first 2024 reading sacred kit uh, sacred reading kit god damn anyway 
Um, Yak Leather Whips said, hmm, I think as much as I love Melting Stones, it does feel like a sharp departure in terms of, like, its messaging. Like, Evie deciding to become a dedicate seemed a little out of left field for me, not gonna lie. And the way Evie interacts with the Lava Spirits is also very different from what we see in terms of the rest of the group, group with their magics, and even with big forces of nature. Like, even for a series that emph emphasizes so much the fact that everything has its own form of consciousness, the amount of pers personification came across as a little jarring. And especially for such a huge force of nature as a volcano, having the spirits be very small and petty and childlike came across as a very odd choice to me. Like, the personification in all the other books always seemed to fit very well with what is being personified. And this is this just didn't. And Canadian Stereotypes said, okay, but I have thoughts. I would say that Battle Magic feels like it breaks away more if we are just considering the Emelon books, even though the Circle Open Circle Opens books all deal with serial killers and the Will of the Empress deals with rape culture, aka dark themes. Uh, Battle Magic has this super bleak depiction of war. Totally, it feels way darker. Magic Stones, on the other hand, is closer in tone to the rest of the series and just differs in point of view slash narrative style. But if you include Pierce's Tortall books, Battle Magic doesn't feel so disconnected. I still think it's one of Pierce's bleakest books, but because most of the Tortall books, with the exception of the Becca Cooper trilogy, are grappling with, grappling with war and the horrors involved, it feels like it fits into the body of work better. Even though I think Battle Magic breaks away more, I also think it is infinitely better addition to the series, maybe because it's directly connected to the will of the Empress and explains Bragg's behavior. It's the PTSD. Maybe it's because I feel like the characterization is more consistent. Uh, Magic Stones has never worked as well for me. It's a fun book. It has some great scenes, but I can never wrap my head around how Evie ends the book with such a strong conviction to join the Living Circle Temple. Like, I can see how she might get there one day, but not A, in this short amount of time, and B, because she messed up and had to have help to fix the problem. Evie is stubborn and independent. This feels like it should be a decision years in the making, not after like a week. Hmm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But everything that they said about um, battle magic, that's how I feel about battle magic. Because I said when we started battle magic that I feel like this is the most different of the series. And that's why, because I feel like a lot of the the themes and the plotting and stuff in Melting Stones are very similar to the original first four books, even though mm -hmm. the point of view is different. <laughs> but Battle Magic feels more similar to Pierce's Tortal series to me than it does mm -hmm. to the other Emelon books. Mm -hmm. um, and as we get deeper into it, I'll talk more about that. But there are some specifics that will be spoilery, so... All was, right. Woo. I was gonna chit chat about <sighs> this until we got here, but here we are. Are you ready? And the winner is Allie Wills. Woo. Congratulations, Allie Wills. You're gonna get our box of stuff. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. 
and today we're reading chapter eight of Battle Magic. So grab your cup of coffee, or tea, or your drink of choice, and let's turn some cats into chickens. away from the emperor they get to a point where rose thorn's like hey kids tomorrow you're gonna go on ahead and i'm gonna turn back because somebody needs to tell yang shi that they're about to be attacked and the kids are like hells to the no we have to take care of you also at some point in all of these various arguments they reveal to rose thorn that they helped paraham oopsies uh yeah whoops uh we kind of did a little jailbreak <laughs> so uh, lots of problems rose thorn dickers most of the dickering happens off screen and then after all of the dickering rose thorn goes to the Kilav, who runs the caravansary and is like okay uh we need some favors first off we're turning around and we would like you to take our stuff to emelon and we will give you instructions um great here's some payment for that next uh we need some maps even though you don't usually like share your maps also we need something to hide me because i obviously don't look yet jingy i'm white yeah and so she gives them a truth serum and some stuff to help with like birthing pains and a whole bunch of gems that Evie has cut makes this bargain happen. The Gilav and like her mother or somebody, somebody comes back and they're like, you forgot about the cats. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we can take care of your cats for a price. And Evie's like, oh, well, I've got you. And she gives them little pieces of diamond and tells them like to fix them into a clamp and then they can like cut diamond because diamond cuts diamond and so they put an illusion spell on Rosa and they put an illusion spell on the cats to make the cats look like chickens they send all their stuff on ahead the three of them turn back and i don't remember what else happens in this chapter um they sell the horses that the traders give them to make themselves uh look like oh, yeah. farmers and i think the they idea just... is that they look like a family Mm-hmm. Yeah, just regular traveling Yangjingy family. Something about uh, Sandry's clothes that she sent with them are able to be changed via just like mm-hmm. asking it to change from like normal clean clothes into something more raggedy, which is just cool. Cool. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super useful when you're traveling in a uh, hostile country. They are traveling with a group uh, that's going all in the same direction. One of those people is a beggar or a homeless man. Yeah, and um, he smells bad. Yeah, and he smells bad. Briar's yeah. like, we should go upstream from him. And Rosethorn's like, no, bring him some soup. Evie said that. Yeah. Well, Evie said go upstream from him. Mm-hmm. That uh, makes more sense. Evie said she went upstream to get water. Briar's like, we could set him downwind. And then and- Rosethorn oh. says, bring him some soup. Yeah. Bring him some- yeah. That's but she that... refuses, but uh, once everyone goes to bed, Rose Thorn's able to give him Rose some. Thorn's like, here, buddy. Have yeah. some soup. That's about it? Mm-hmm. All right. The rest of it we'll get into in the nitty-gritty. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a plan. 
part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. All right. Who's going first? I feel like Natalie should go since we haven't heard from them in two chapters. Yeah, we missed you. We're glad you're back. Guys. <laughs> you're so glad that you're back. The whole conversation that's like Rose Thorne talking with the soldiers. <laughs> no, she would say far more politely than what she would have done had she been in a friendlier country mood. <laughs> No, fuck off. Leave me alone. I know better than to break the law in a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, I love how it's been shortened and condensed to just no, 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 leave me alone. <laughs> it reminds me of dealing with a, a, a police officer when I was probably about 19 I was pacing outside of a gas station with uh, my boyfriend at the time, and my grandparents were inside. So, like, I was just pacing because it's a long drive from Arkansas to Alabama. He was, like, standing there with me talking as I paced about. And this cop pulled up and was like, is everything fine over here? Yes. You sure you don't need any help? Yes. And then, like, I patted him down, like, frisked him. Like, I was like, I am fine. Leave him alone. Why are you being such a prick? And I mean, I just called him every name under the fucking sun. And he was like, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, do that. Go away. Far away. Leave me alone. Forever. I grew up into Rose Thorn. I really did. <laughs> It could be a matter of stolen grapes or a missing prince, but her boy was in it up to his elbows. Yeah, she just knew. She's like, yep, deal, motherfuckers. <laughs> I love that Evie's like, I did it. It's all my fault. I did this. She tried. And Rose so Thorne's like, you did this, huh? And Briar's like, she knows. Evie, she knows. Just, just, she knows. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> just, Don't even it's try. <laughs> And then Evie's like, I really pulled the bricks out of the wall, though. I really did that, though. Evie just going, that went better than I thought. (laughs) Babe, if only you knew what was coming. Can't you say the part immediately after that was, like, painful to Mm -hmm. read, much less feel? I actually also have that part highlighted, the prayer to uh, Mila. Mila, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have said something similar. My favorite part of all of that is her saying, give me patience before I buy two barrels and ship them home that way. I beg you, my goddess, guide me before I do something dreadful and box their ears. Yeah. <laughs> I, Brittany, I, can you relate? Just, just, just a little bit. Just, the hair? Just, just a tiny bit. <laughs> the line, give them knowledge of the world before the world kills them. Yeah, that's rough. That part stung, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's because it, it it is one of those things where like you can be told something over and over and over. Like your parents will tell you, "Hey, don't cross the street without looking both ways. Don't chase after that ball." And then it's not until the first time when you do it, and you're like, "Huh, maybe I shouldn't chase this ball." And then fucking car drives by. Like you're like, "Oh, that's why." Now. 
I will actually do it every time because holy shit, I almost died. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not until you get scared that you really listen usually, which is uh, yeah, unfortunate, yeah. but that's just that's kind of how people are, you know? Yeah. People, children, like you can tell them and tell them and tell them until they go through it. Rose Thorne discussing leaving and Briar just being like, no, don't argue with me. And then Evie going, no. <laughs> <laughs> Having been around plenty of children, that sounds accurate. Yep. Rose Thorne talking about why she's leaving and her being like, you don't understand. Like, this is important to me and my vows. And Briar's just like, now we get to it. I see how it is. She's um, pulling the old religion card. Yeah, that's... Then it's just like, Briar, buddy, buddy, I get it, but like, fucking don't. She always thought of Lark when she ate food like this. Lark could eat food by the bucket, the hotter the better. But I'm just like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I say as I was eating, I was rereading this chapter like before we started recording, and I was eating ramen. And I make my ramen where it has uh, ghost pepper hot sauce in it. Ooh. It's yeah, it's a little spicy, a little bit. And I got to that part and I was like, did I accidentally grow up and be light? <laughs> like, Oops. It was Evie's threat not to travel with them, but to follow them with the cats that had forced Rose Thorne to agree. That sounds right. Evie just being like, I will take them with me and mm -hmm. we will follow. Yep, that tracks. That tracks. The ties that bound Briar, his foster sisters, his teachers, and the traitors were many and strong, too many and too strong to be erased by outsiders' money and magic. Some of us have a more or fewer talents for different kinds of magic, and some don't want to limit themselves to one thing all their days. Immediately followed up with, she can make my mother back down as fast as a monsoon rain, which looks like magic to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, yes, magic in this case does translate to art as well. There are several people I know who do art that dip into many different types yeah. because it gets boring doing just the one or you get blocked by just doing the one all right my first one is uh when rose thorn is talking to um the soldiers and she's like are we finished i need to get these plants in damp wrappings before they wither it wasn't true her magic would preserve the plants as long as she wanted to but the questions tired her same. And if I can come up with an excuse to not have to talk to a person anymore, I'm going to make that excuse. I don't like talking to people. I don't like dealing with their questions. Are we done? Like, you're not giving me the information I need. So, like, bye. I feel this daily at work. Like, because I have to buy stuff for people and they're like, they just give me like this vague thing. Like, I need this. Do you have more information? Well, no. Like, how do you expect me to get it for you then? Well, I don't know. Like, well, then go get more information and then I will help you because I'm not going to just get some vague thing and then I'm going to get in trouble for being the wrong thing. So figure it 
figure your shit out. Um, my next one is when um, Rose Thorn is talking to the traitors. She is telling the traitors, I pray you escape because it will go badly with your people if he realizes you are all fleeing together. And Rajoni makes a V with two fingers and stabs them at the floor. And that was the way the traitors signaled spitting when they were unwilling to soil their carpets. I love that quote. I think it's cool. It's good world building, and it makes sense because if you want to spit to show disgust, but you have nice rugs, you're not just going to spit on them. You're not going to spit on your rugs. I think uh, Briar needs to adopt this because he he likes to spit. So does Evie. They both like to spit on the floor, so they get in trouble a lot for it. There you go. Why has Daja not taught him this yet? Right? Come on, Daja. Or as has she taught him and he's just chosen to ignore it he's like nah i'd rather spit on this fucking floor <laughs> they're gonna know my disgust i mean yeah i can i can see that from briar to be honest but i mean he's traveling with rose thorn a lot and i know there's been a few <laughs> times that he looks at rose thorn is like mm, i probably shouldn't do that so whenever he's in the company of rose thorn he could just be like so it would get him in less options. trouble. Yes, exactly. It, he already gets in enough trouble as it is. I think this is one thing that could really help him out. So I think he likes the trouble. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I liked right in the beginning, we got Briar working on weapons. We got weapons coming in. We got the seed bombs. We know what those are. Big old spiders oh, yeah. and things. Good for skewering pirates and I'm sure soldiers too. And mutes. And... Yeah. <laughs> and mutes. Can't forget the mute. <laughs> Evie has magical weapons, which, I mean, makes sense, but she's just, like, napping flint, which is, like, how you make knives out of rocks and stuff. Are they going to explode? Is she just going to throw them at people? Is she going to make them in knives? Like, what's... what's I'm the... sure we'll find out with a title called Battle Magic, so... Yeah, I'm excited. I want to see how natural magic can be used in an offensive capability because I like weapons and I know a lot about them and I'm curious and interested. Bless you. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what uh, what Evie has in store for us. Uh, that'll be a big quote. So, heartbreaking. Right when uh, Rose Sword is telling Evie and Briar that she's going to like leave them and they're like, nope. And Evie flip-flops between, no, you can't make me go, and please don't send me away. It's like she is scared and conflicted and doesn't want to leave. She definitely wants to stay with Rose Thorn, but she's like, please don't send me away, and I won't leave, and you can't make me leave. And it's just uh, heart, heart-wrenching. So sad. Well, at this point, she has had no other family other than Briar and Rose Thorn and the cats. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, her friend in street magic, like the old lady who was from Yanjing, who lived in the caves with her, like that's the that's the closest that's she's gotten to family other than them. So yeah, she hasn't met Luvo yet. So nope. Are we gonna meet Luvo? I would hope so. I would think so. Because he was from Yanjing, wasn't he? Or was it from Gyeongshi? They have talked about how the mountains are very important here, and uh, he is a mountain god, so... Oh, yeah. Mm, interesting. interesting. I am assuming we're going to get Luvo in this book. 
I hope so. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good Goodwin wants wants more uh non gummy bear action. <laughs> Give me the gummy bear. Damn I mean, that's the sacrifice we have to make for the cats. The cats are going to die so we can get Luvo. No, they're not dying. The cats are not dying. There is no way Tamra Pierce would make the cats die. Humans, I mean, sure. she A wrote cat? it in the previous book that they die, but... They did know. not know. She didn't say they died. No. 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 Uh-uh. Uh, no. Uh, Let Goodwin have this, Brittany. At the second caravansary, which is a cool word that I had to look up. It's where caravans meet up and do stuff. It makes sense, but I'd never run into it. Caravansary. They're not far from the banks of the Grinding Fist River. That is such a cool name for a river. It's pretty great. I like it. Grinding Fist. It's It's also kind of like just what rivers do yeah i mean like yeah. i wonder if it's like particularly violent or yeah like lots of rapids or something yeah on the third night after two more searches roselord made arrangements for them to take supper at their own fire in the shelter of their wagon briar and evie collected their servings of the evening meal while she tied their horses in a picket line near the wagon if anyone thought they could snoop on the trio's conversations, the horses would give warning. And I love that. Like, very clever. Pretty yeah. smart. Indy mentioned her boy was in it up to his elbows. I just want to emphasize again, her boy. Mm-hmm. I love every time she calls Briar her boy. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Okay, so apparently um, when I was reading this chapter, it was ha- during Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that that felt very like poignant, I guess, because Rosethorn is talking about saving the first circle temple. Hanukkah is when we got the temple back. Like there was just sort of this like weird parallel between, oh, hey, this is like what's going on in the Jewish calendar as well as what I'm reading about. That's pretty cool. I noted that the Gilav of this caravan is a man. I believe that all the former ones we've met are women. I had an interpretation of the, of trader culture as being like matriarchal mm-hmm. um, and usually run by women. So I thought that was interesting. Indy also mentioned this one with, with Lark. Where she thinks of Lark. Rosethorn was braced for the spicy vegetable stew with fish and green chilies. And I was just very excited about green chilies. Because I'm from New Mexico, and uh, that's what we eat there. I love that Evie has a stash of gems. It's like she does work for people, gets paid in gems, and then polishes them and cuts them and stuff, and just has this stash of gems. Able to increase the value of it too is like such a. It's essentially like a a, a free money hack. Like yeah, it's pretty cool. When it's talking about the clothes that Briar and Rosethorn have that Sandry made for them, Sandry had made them from an unusual cloth, both the wool that most people wore and linen spun together with wool. I just thought this was really amusing because part of Kalacha, like Jewish law, is that you don't mix wool and linen. <laughs> like, oh, specifically. Yeah? So I was like, oh, MFG, wool and linen mixed. No. <laughs> it's, it's not something I worry about. I think it's something that a lot of modern Jews don't worry about 
But uh, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. The last note I have is they run into the beggar a couple times, right? Yep. So I think this is the first time they run into the beggar. Briar gives him like some money and Mm -hmm. some rice cakes. It just, I wrote Sadaka, which is like giving to charity. So good on Briar. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Part two of our three step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? So, the theme that I found was stubbornness because um, Rose Thorne keeps telling the kids, hey, you're not going to go with me, and they are so stubborn that uh she gives in and they are going with her i'm gonna say that's mine too because jesus christ these kids they cannot be reasoned with they cannot they're too stubborn briar learned well from his sister yes as stubborn as a what i don't uh i'll finish that quote some sort of of, stubborn as a giraffe or something something yeah it's something like that yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, she acts very mulish, but not, I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with care. The whole point of this is because Rose Thorn cares about the first temple, and yeah. them going with her is because they care about her. Some of the measures they take to protect the caravan is because they care about them. Like care. Care is the the word of the day. I wrote solidarity about people sticking together, uh, namely Briar, Evie, and Rose Thorn. But um, Indy pointed out the the caravan also is kind of in solidarity with them in helping them out. For that matter, Rose Thorn standing in solidarity with her faith. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Molly, can I steal your last like for my uh, my magic? Yeah. The idea of people don't want to give to like beggars or homeless because oh they're just gonna go buy drugs or alcohol or whatever it is there was a quote some time back that i read exactly once and was like yeah i'll i'll put that in my belief system which is essentially just like whatever they choose to spend it on is on them mm-hmm. like and that's basically what Briar says too. I I can't sit there and watch someone go hungry or you know they're I usually keep like five to ten dollars in cash in the Jeep at all times because of that reason. Five dollars doesn't seem like a whole lot, but that's food. Mm-hmm. That's something to drink. Like that is whatever the case may be like that is something for them that i can afford to give and if they turn around and go to the liquor store and buy a couple of those mini shot bottles like that's that's them like i don't care what they do with it that that is not my business yeah. my business is to make sure that someone doesn't suffer I don't I don't I don't like people suffering as much as I say I don't like god damn it <laughs> as much as I say I don't like people I genuinely care about people as well a whole. you did grow up to be Rose Thorne yeah like I don't like people 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 up the place that's a bit mm-hmm. much for me they really do they really do I don't like the idea of people suffering for like even if it's their own fault there are some things i'm just like okay look nobody needs to go through that nobody deserves that even if they fucking did it to themselves like bro you need somebody come in and help i understand that sentiment completely people suck but uh i don't want people to suffer either so yeah like if if we all kind of adopted that mentality of like you know, oh, well, oh, they're going to spend it on drugs. Oh, they're going to spend it on this. Okay. And like that well, affects me. How? If that's really your concern, I've also known people who stash granola bars in their car. Yeah. And when they see people, then they give them granola bars or cracker, peanut butter crackers or things, things that um aren't going to go bad and they can keep in their car and are easy to eat and they will hand those out and there are people who put together like back little backpacks with like socks oh. and blankets and food and even if your issue is like oh well they're going to spend it on booze well then give them some food yeah right. i used to just keep a case of 24 pack of water mm-hmm. in my car when i had the tempo and i would just like Hey man, here's a couple of bottles of water. Like another one of the reasons I go through so many fucking umbrellas. <laughs> hey man, it's raining. Here's this. I can't give you anything else, but this will help keep you at least 
dry so you don't have to worry so much about getting cold and wet and getting sick but like bro it's not that hard like just be chill we are so much closer like as on the poverty line like middle class people and below are so close or are only a couple of paychecks short of being homeless at any given moment I like Briar's response to it. He said, if it makes him warm and happy for an hour or two, I'm not the one to judge. Yeah. There's a thing I say quite often, which is, uh, it's not my job to judge. Most people's books say that's uh, God's job. Look, I think highly of myself, but not quite that highly. (laughs) Right. I feel like this conversation segues well into mine. This is the part where I talk about The Witcher. And specifically the TV show, because uh, I've read, like, one of the the books. Spoilers for season two of The Witcher. In season two of The Witcher, Dandelion Yaskier, we find out that he's the Sandpiper, and he's, like, uh, helping elves escape to be safe. Yennefer is like, why the hell are you doing this? And he basically says, I don't remember the exact quote, but he basically is like, today it's the elves tomorrow it's the artists i fell in love with this character from this scene everything about that scene and what he says is so on point first of all yes absolutely they come for the artists don't kid yourself otherwise but also just this idea of like once whoever is in power starts attacking one group it's just a matter of time until it's the next and the next and the next that is the reason for solidarity we need to keep in mind that whether it's Inxia and then Gyeongshi or yeah whatever this is the reason for us to stick together because this is usually how it happens the quote goes first they came for the socialist and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist then they came for the trained unionist and I did not speak out because I was not a trained trade unionist and then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew and then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. <sighs> that could make you feel something. <laughs> yeah. um, because that is a quote from a German pastor that was from the World War II era. <sighs> you talking about that is just like, that quote has become so goddamn relevant recently. Yeah. Like insanely so it's something that you hear a lot in the jewish community of when other people are being attacked it's like oh well you know like i don't know like uh anti-immigration rhetoric and uh islamophobic rhetoric in the united states and you'll hear a lot of jews who are like as soon as they're done with them they're coming for us like don't pretend that that we're going to be safe from this the way i look at it is love each other bro we need to stick together. You and I have a lot in common. My government and your government have a lot in common. We have more in common, and those governments have more in common than we do with our governments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stick together. Love each other. God damn it. So mine is to try to learn via knowledge rather than experience. Oh. I feel like I've gotten better at this, but I'm sure I've used this example before, but with one of my 
high school girlfriends. We were together for about two years. Pretty serious relationship at that point, but she was just awful. People would tell me like, hey, your 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 girlfriend's kind of shitty. And I'm like, oh, whatever. You're just saying it. You're just jealous. Whatever. Whatever. She's hot. I like her. She likes me. It's fine. But when you're told stuff like that, obviously, how can you fucking take it, right? Like, like if you feel that like everything's fine and someone tells you that, like, hey, this person maybe isn't great for you uh, and you're happy, it, it's hard to take that experience inwards and, like, and, like, kind of look at things objectively it's really fucking hard until i I guess i won't get too into it but you know stuff happens and you're you're shown in your face exactly how bad it is Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah she i guess she was garbage and all my friends were right all along i should have been paying attention to them and it's like it kind of goes back to the example um, of rose thorn praying to mila that like let these kids know how close they came to a horrible death. Give them knowledge of the world before the world kills them. Like, even if you're told stuff, you, you just, like I said, a kid not looking both ways before crossing the street and then like realizing last second and looking and then a car just right past and it's like, oh, I could have died if I had not looked both ways. So now they're going to look both ways every time. But if you just tell them, they might not listen. Like just just by listening, they don't they don't actually get it. Mine oh. is some of us have Thank more God. or fewer talents for different kinds of magic, and some don't want to limit this, themselves to one thing all their days. That makes me want to learn more stuff. That I don't want to limit myself to one thing all of my days. So I want to expand myself out there, gain new knowledge, and use that for my life and people around me that's that's what i intend to do we'll see way to bring it home pursue your interests yeah yes learn something new do something different this is both related and not related there is a reason why my D &D character in my friday campaign just went like here's a whittling knife you look like a man who whittles if you don't whittle you should learn (laughs) and the other character was like I've never whittled a day in my life. And he's like, you should learn how to do that. Today's like, the day. You know Today what? is the I day. I've learned how to whittle. <laughs> yep. Exactly. What's happen? You hate it? That's fine. Just Or, hey, you're, you kind of suck at it? You're not going to be great at it the first time you try something. So, yeah. Do it. Do the thing. And in the other thing you don't have to like show it to anybody i mean it's the same thing with like the first few books rose thorn helps with the baby bird and she's like i didn't know your magic was in birds and she's like it's not it's just an interest of mine so i i like birds so i help take care of birds sometimes yeah yeah like it doesn't have to be that deep right Don't let your dreams be dreams. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So, this is an excerpt from Chapter 9 of Battle Magic. Chapter 9 The Gorge of the Snow Serpent River. Company continued to thin as people scattered to other roads. The land now was steep and hilly, with terrace farms on the slopes. 
Beyond them were mountains. By the map, Briar saw they were in a kind of funnel that would take them into the Snow Serpent Pass. Evie would have no cause to complain after that. They would be traveling down a gorge through the Drimbakang Low, the highest mountains in the world. Briar kept a keen eye on the people around them, knowing that Evie was too busy looking at the stones beside the road. The others were commoners by and large, an occasional priest on donkey back, merchants on mules or horses followed by servants, peddlers, farmers, and the occasional beggar. Two days after they had crossed the bridge, Briar saw the man he had come to think of as their beggar again. They overtook him around mid-morning when a large wedding party left the road to cross the river. The beggar was seated by the road, digging a stone out of the wrappings on his feet. Successful, he rose and hobbled off, leaning on his tall staff. He moves fast for someone with bad he moves fast for someone with a bad back, Rosethorn murmured. Maybe he's used to it, Briar suggested. Suddenly she stiffened. Look at his neck. The rags the beggar wore for scarves had come undone. The morning stiff breeze blew them into the hillside. He had he was struggling to climb after them when Evie galloped uphill to grab the flyaway rags. She had learned some riding tricks in their two years of travel and loved and she loved to show off. Like Rosethorn, Briar was staring. The beggar's neck was as dirty as the rest of him. What his dirt could not cover was the shackle gall around his throat, the kind of scar that would come from years of wearing a metal collar. As Evie rode over to the beggar with his neck scarves, Rosethorn murmured, Without the pack he carries. Briar replied, Could the long hair be a wig? It's a good one. The rags on his feet and hands could be as much to cover scars from his chains as to keep him warm, Rosethorn added. But the blind eye? Oh, that's easy, Briar told her. This beggar we knew, back when I was with the thief lord, he would take the white lining of eggshells. He'd cut the pieces of it to the right size, then punch a hole in them with a pin to see out of. It made me go all over goosebumps to watch him put them in his eyes, but he made money. It's the beggars that have something wrong with them that get the coin. Let's invite this one to supper, Rosethorn suggested. Let's. I'd like to know what he's doing out here. Briar kept an eye on the beggar all that day as they progressed along the road. There were no inspections. It seemed that those who were hunting for the emperor's missing captive did not think he would be heading west. Yet again, they camped outside a caravansary. The beggar was the only other person there to use the well and fire pits set up in the shelter of the wall. Briar started supper, and Evie saw to the animals while Rosethorn went in search of him. By the time Briar had a thick, hearty soup bubbling over the fire, Rosethorn returned triumphant, the beggar in her wake. Briar looked at him. What? You aren't towing him by the ear? Evie frowned. <laughs> How come you always do that to us and not to him? Harahan gave Briar and Evie a sheepish look and a wave. His big satchel had lost its cover of rags and revealed itself as a couple of packs. These he put by the fire, as well as his staff, before he went to the well with an empty bucket. Once he filled it, he began to wash. The wig came off, the eye coverings came out. Rosethorn sent Evie over with a cloth and a jar of soap. By the time Parahan joined them, all that remained of the beggar was his robes. He sat downwind of them to correct for the scent of his clothing. I don't understand, Evie complained, once they had eaten enough hot food to be pleasant to one another. Why are you going the same way we are? It's simple enough, Harahan told them. A man has to eat. I haven't a copper to my name, and if I try to go home, I doubt that I'll get there. I imagine my uncle has his spies out looking for me by now, or he will soon. Weishu will pay him to get me this time. 
to show the Yanjingi nobles that no one can thwart the emperor and get away with it. Evie shuddered. If it looks like the emperor will get you, kill yourself first. Farahan nodded. I have seen what he's done to others. Trust me. If I know I cannot escape, I will not let myself fall into Weishu's hands a second time. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> they didn't die, they're alive and happy. It's fine, they're very upstate. happy. Goodwin. In upstate Yangjing, they're fine. I mean, cats do have nine lives, so I mean, they if they... Squirrels, it's fine. If if uh, they die in this book, they have eight more, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Not yeah, we're not going <laughs> to worry about that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.